This week's edition of Spoiler Alert contains major story-ending spoilers for Assassin's Creed Origins and Assassin's Creed Odyssey, as well as Bond's regular unpopular opinions. Enjoy. It's been some time, isn't it? Well, hi there. Всем привет, добро пожаловать в подкаст. Who's that? What the hell was that? That was Brock. What a great way to start. Anyway, gents, how how are we? Oh, um, yeah, freaked out now, but apart from that, <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually a Russian spy. I knew it. That, that's what's happened since last podcast. Damn I it. got in fact, got abducted by the Russians and turned into a Russian spy. I knew that's yes. what happened. Kieran owes <laughs> me five quid. <laughs> <laughs> Called it. Wow. Right. So to let everyone know what's going on we're doing things a little bit differently at the moment um first things first as you may have noticed the intro music has changed i found one that seemed a lot more appropriate and that i don't have to license every time we use um which is fantastic yeah whiskey no it's, we're it's, it's now it's not that it, it, it was free to license it oh, was it, it? <laughs> of my um soundstripe subscription but it just made things 10 times more easier because I had to go in, I had to type the exact details of the episode name and everything. I was just like, oh, no, I can't be bothered to do this. And I went to Epidemic Sound where you don't have to license it and just did it from there. I was like, yep, thank you. I'll take that. Um, and also we are down a person today um, as Ewan is working. It always, whenever we're missing someone, it's always to do with work, isn't it? Yes, it's work. Yes, mm. we didn't like, shoot him. It's work. Like a couple a couple of episodes ago, it was me. Now it's Ewan. It'll be you next week, Bond, and Clemens the following week. That's ambitious to think mm. I'll be working again next week. Yeah, touche. Yeah, in I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'm doing a podcast is a very good reason to skip likely work. <laughs> it's a joke for a podcast. Let me have the day off. <laughs> no, wait, no, let me work. Let me work. <laughs> so we have um a fair bit to cover today. Uh because in the last couple of days a lot has happened in our industry. Um yeah. so much in gaming has happened. <laughs> um and the first thing that I think we should address to get this out of the way um, because I don't really think this is something we should leave on discussion for so long is of course the attacks that took place uh, yesterday at the Montreal office of Ubisoft. Yeah. What actually happened with that? I like, I heard that there was a, um, a hostage situation, but I never actually read up on the rest. So there was, um, I'm double checking the article, article now because I really don't want to screw this up. Um, apparently it was a hoax. The call was a hoax, apparently. Yeah, so the, um, where is it? So, right. 
so yeah, um, it looks like um, so it doesn't. They don't know what exactly happened, um, but from reading the article, the staff members were sent a text from the company telling them to turn their phones on silent and hide. The police were then called. It was originally because of the the nature of the uh, law enforcement that arrived. It was assumed to be a hostage situation. Mm. However. It is not being confirmed, and the more likely theory is that it was an armed robbery. Oh. But did anything actually happen, though? Because from what I've heard, there was no nothing. no one was injured. Luckily, um, no, yeah, no, no, nothing happened. No, yeah, nothing happened. No one was hurt. Um, no one. There was no casualties, which is is the way we need to look at this. Um, someone was just really pissed off with Assassin's Creed and then watched watch dogs. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it was me because I was really pissed off with the Prince of Persia remake. They anyway, uh, before, before we... They uh... changed their voice. So I'm pissed off. Change it back. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, as I said, I don't really want to leave this on discussion. I just wanted to address it. Of course, as I, as I mentioned earlier, we don't want to leave this on discussion, so we're going to move on fairly quickly, although we do want to quickly say that all of us here at Spoiler Alert do not condone the actions that were taken. Absolutely um, not. Definitely not. Yeah. No. Do not attack game companies. Uh, it doesn't no. seem... It seems like so long ago that the um, the YouTube office was attacked. Was it? Yeah, I remember that. Oh, that was uh, That was either last year or the year before, but it seemed so many miles away and it was because of someone if i remember correctly it was someone that wasn't happy with the direction the platform was going so they just did a full-on armed attack on the building um yeah, but this is craziness though because that what, what you do if you don't like the way something's going is you leave right that's <laughs> why people leave that's why ewan's not here this week that's why so you know you just leave directors leave can't leave games and you don't just shoot the place up do you well yeah um, star wars would be very different if that's what happened every time someone didn't like the way it was going but this is a this is a good time to mention as well that uh, a lot of these attacks are um, down to um, like some people would say people that are uh, that have like men- severe mental illnesses uh, that are depressed and mm. that kind of stuff and see I no don't, other I way. Don't, I don't think it's fair to pinpoint that as the sole. No, it isn't. Know? It isn't. But it is a good no. time to it is a good time to highlight that if you are struggling with mental illness that there is. Uh, a plethora of resources on the internet and on over the phone and in person to help you with, please reach out, talk to someone and mm. anything you're going through, you can get through. And uh, I will be sharing some links to uh, some charities uh, from the UK and the US over on my Twitter um, at the Pandras. Uh, if you are struggling, I do recommend you go check them out. Um, and I don't know if gents, if you'll be doing the same thing, it's completely up to you. Um, but yeah, that I'll, I'll be posting them on my Twitter for anyone that is listening that is struggling. Please head over there, reach out to these people, and they will do you a world of good. Anyway, moving yes, can on. We lighten the mood. Let's go. Yes. So, uh, in other news this week, uh, the mm-hmm. Xbox Series X and S has released here oh, in the UK, and the PS5 has released all around the world except here. Um, that is coming out next week for us. Um, so the ninth generation of console gaming is here, gents. Yeah, yeah. My God, I it's, it's one. I haven't ordered one. I haven't got one. No, I, I I'm in the yeah. same boat. I, I wasn't going to order. I, I think I made that very clear on our um, on our live streams uh, for the events. I yeah. will be getting a PS5, but I'm not getting it at launch. 
No. Um, because I am not paying 500 quid for something mm. that does not have that many titles on right now. Yeah. Like that's not I, an investment I'm, that that big. I'd want to be spending a lot of time on it like right mm. now. And the only thing yeah. that's on there right now that would really grip my attention is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah. I, I'm in the same boat. I'm planning on getting one next year, but if it's well with you, the only one I'm mostly interested in is Demon Souls. Yeah. And, See, I, I haven't played any of the Souls games, so I'm yeah. not really sure I want to get into that one just yet. I mean, like the only other one that I was thinking of getting was um, Godfall, mm. and that's been released on PC, and I was thinking, oh, my PC's not going to run it, and it's running it beautifully. Like, really yeah, well exactly. like, so it's not really an issue yeah. but the anymore. thing is with, the thing is with me as well and i appreciate sony doing this but a lot of the there is no incentive for me right now to invest in the ps5 no. because everything that's being released for the ps5 is also being released on the ps4 with mm. of course some notable exceptions like little big yeah. planet uh, astro's playroom all that stuff there are some exclusives but the big AAA titles are being released on PS4 as well, like yeah. Assassin's Creed Valhalla in in my case, and they're being released on PC as well. Like even um, Spider Man Mars Morales is being mm. released on both systems, uh, PS4 and PS5. Yeah. So for me right now, it, like there's no incentive just to spend five hundred quid on something yeah. that I can just spend fifty quid on the game for a system I already own. Hmm. Like, uh, arguably for a more inferior experience, like yeah. graf- graphics wise, but that's not why I play games. No. That is the thing, though. We have reached a generation now where when a new system comes out, a new generation of consoles, you don't really notice because no. there's not really much further. Well, I, th- I, I kind of no. think we've kind of hit, hit the limit with graphics at the moment. For now, going? yes. Yeah. For now, yes. But even. Like I think it's even got to the same point with PC gaming as well, because the the RTX 30 series I don't even know that came out. Yeah, I literally I noticed it yesterday, and I was like, "Holy shit!" The RTX 30 series is a thing, and it's been yeah. out for a good few months, and they're still out of stock. It can also be the fact that we're getting older, because I remember when the PS3 released, and I was hyped. Like, I read every bit of news on it, like every game that was coming out. I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna like Battlefield 4." Oh, like yeah. Call of Duty Ghost, and I was like playing Assassin's Creed 4, I think it was. Oh, and, brilliant game. Yeah. And now it's like my PC can just run all these games, and mm. I can't see, be bothered. See, I'm getting to the point with my laptop now. I've been playing, I'll, I'll talk about this later, but I've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey this week mm. uh, and finally trying to finish the main story to see if it deserves the Assassin's Creed title. <laughs> it doesn't. Um, but. My PC is running it on low, uh, yeah. and to give, to give listeners an idea of my setup, essentially I have a 2018 gaming laptop. It's a Dell Inspiron i500. It has a GTX 1050 Titan in it, uh, an Intel Core i7 7th gen, uh, eight gigabytes of RAM, and a pitifully small SSD with a hard with a normal hard drive to back it up. Mm. It was great at the time. It runs well at a at a good 60. However, when it comes to the bigger AAA games, it is struggling now. Um, And I think at this turning point, 
of the generation. So we've, we're moving from eighth generation to ninth generation of console gaming. Mm. Like a lot of them, if I want to play a big AAA game that's not being released on PS4, but it is being released multi-platform, then mm. for me it would be PC, but I know I'm not going to be able to be a player. Blah, 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 words. <laughs> I know I'm not going to be able to play it at its best. Like Assassin's Creed Odyssey on low looks like shit. Yeah. It looks like utter shit. The walls you're supposed to be climbing are flat. So you're grabbing onto <laughs> things that you can't see. And it's just Cassandra's hands are floating. And it's it, it's still an enjoyable experience. It just looks mm. like total dog shit. But if I move any setting above the preset for low, which is everything yeah. on its lowest setting, I it's unplayable. Like even the tiny littlest difference can just cause my laptop to shit itself. Mm. It's oh my god! Yeah. I would love to see how your PC, like your PC, would run like Cyberpunk. It wouldn't. <laughs> it really wouldn't. See, that's the thing. It it really bugs me. Um, you get a phone call from like Microsoft or wherever your phone company, um, that sort of <laughs> the company's phone. Go. Are you sure about that? Do you really <laughs> want to do this? Just Dell, Dell call me going, stop, stop. Um, so you get a call directly from CD Project Red saying, stop. Get, d- please don't. Get the game don't away. even try. We will exchange. We will exchange it for the PS. We will exchange it for the PS4 version. Just stop. <laughs> Just don't press play. Do whatever you do. Don't do it. Yeah. Your Xbox thing. Series X would look like that. That Xbox with the Steam coming out of it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing that's that's my that's my biggest issue every console generation turn i had the exact same problem with my mm. old pc when the ps4 was coming out yeah. um, and the xbox one was coming out luckily i got an xbox one near its like around the time of its release because i back then as i've mentioned before i had a phase where i was an xbox player mm. uh it was the end of the 360 to the beginning of the one it was that era um so uh my dad traded in our xbox 360 for an xbox one um around the time the of its release so i i got to play like the beginning of the eighth gen for xbox and then mm-hmm. i got the upgrades to my pc and then ended up on the machine i'm on today but now i'm at that point and it's not looking that realistic like i was looking up mm-hmm. a build for a pc um that is ideal is really good and is gonna is pretty much future proof. One point five is gonna cost me. Bloody hell! But that's with a RTX yeah. thirty eighty in it because yeah. when it comes to graphics cards, like your RTX, the higher end RTX ones, they're gonna last you forever. Yeah, I, I'm kind of planning on upgrading my PC next year. I was originally gonna do it this year, and then you know, lockdown part two, electric boogaloo happened. It's like, yeah, no, yeah. No. So that's the thing. I've, I, in a sense, in a few months' time, I could upgrade, but I had mm. the realization that in September I have to um, place a deposit on the new car because my car will be going back um, in September. So I need to save a bit for that. Mm. Um, yeah, it's annoying, um, yeah. but oh well. I'm sure at some point something will happen. I don't know. I'll win the lottery that I never enter or something. <laughs> but I didn't even enter. But you won. How is this possible? <laughs> not, not really. if, that, if that happened, I wouldn't argue as long as it's not a scam. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually ruble, rubles. You have to spend uh, it in Russia. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so, gents, going back to the the uh, console conversation, do you plan on getting any of the new gen consoles anytime soon, or are you in the same mindset of me as you're going to hold off until it gets cheaper? Well, I'm I, going for the PS5 like immediately, as soon as like I can get a crystal ball to locate one. Um, I'll be getting that immediately. The Xbox, I might. I don't. Uh, I don't really care about it. You know, mm. it doesn't feel like Microsoft cares about it. So why should I? Yeah, and, I was and again, in all fairness, every Xbox exclusive, as we mentioned in our Xbox live stream, every Xbox exclusive is mm. not an exclusive. No, it's exactly. going to, it's going to be Microsoft and Xbox. Yeah, they do seem to care because they've got all these new companies, like they thought Bethesda, Obsidian, and all that. But it it feels like they're more focused now on PC as mm. well, like they're doing both at the same time. Yeah, Whereas, like, they, they about have, 360 and the Xbox One, everything was on that console. That was the incentive to get that console. Like, how, like but that's... 360, you had Halo 3, and then, like, Gears of War and stuff. And now you can just get those on Steam. Yeah, but that's the thing as well. Like, I reckon a lot of these are not going to be available on Steam, and you have to get them through the Microsoft Store, which is going to mm. put a lot of people off. Oh, oh no, I think they said that every game they release on PC is going to come to Steam. So, like, Halo Infinite is coming to Steam. I've wished yeah. this bit. I'm ready for that. My body is yeah. ready. I reckon the only ones they won't do are the ones that are in Game Pass. Uh, like I remember, mm. oh, it, I, I lit- I'm looking at the Microsoft Store now just to remind myself how much I hate it. Um, literally, the only time I've used Microsoft Store was to update uh, the WhatsApp desktop app. app. Mm. That's it. Um, I've just had a look and Grounded. Do you remember that one from? Yeah, the that's, on, that's on Steam. That's on Steam. I've got it. That's on Steam, and it's yeah. on the Microsoft Store as well. Yeah. So, like, I don't get that. Like, I understand that Microsoft obviously know where, mm. like, where the monopoly for the yeah. market is, but it doesn't make sense to be releasing it on two platforms because no, you no. either, because bearing in mind, like, with Microsoft, right? So you buy it on Microsoft Store. Mm. Yeah, it downloads straight to it. It's probably going to be optimized a little bit better, mm. but you lose access to the features that Steam gives you. Yeah. Like, and you're probably going to get it cheaper on Steam as well. Cause Steam seemed to be having a, like, literally I've just logged onto Steam and there's a, there's a, the top banner, there's a sale. Yeah. It's a fighting sale. <laughs> yeah. It's a fine yeah Steam sale. have a sale every, every week though. Exactly. So you're more likely to get it cheaper via Steam. And I can't mm. really see Microsoft reducing the price on both. Oh, no. The, um, I can't I think, see them doing that. Yeah. The only game that Steam doesn't have, but the Microsoft Store does, is Forza. But I have a yeah, I have that's, feeling... that's an exclusive. That's an exclusive. Yeah. They're not going to let that one go. That's one of their first yeah. party ones. Their first no, party like, ones. They it's, won't on, it's, on PC. it's on PC. It's on the Microsoft Store on PC. So yeah, yeah. I, I have a feeling that they'll release the next one on Steam. They won't release Forza Horizon 4, which is the one I'm looking at now, but I think they'll release the next one when it comes out. Yeah. I'll tell, tell you what I did notice that wasn't on Steam, though, the other day. Assassin's mm. Creed Valhalla. Yeah, that's on the... That's, on... that's being sold exclusively for Ubisoft, which... And Epic Games Store. Oh, of course it is. But that's yeah. the thing. Every every single Assassin's Creed game, yeah, is it, on Steam. It really annoys me. Valhalla. 
It really, I mean, I reckon, really I reckon eventually in time they'll they'll release it to Steam. Because um, mm. don't like Epic are like really weird. Like you, they, it's exclusive for a year and then it goes to other platforms. Like that's what. Um, yeah. There was another game. Uh, Borderlands did that, didn't it? Yeah. Um, Outer Worlds did it as well. Yeah, because that's on Microsoft Store now as well, but that's because it's bundled in with Game Pass. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so weird the way yeah. Epic do it. Like, Steam don't care. Like, no. you can have games on multiple platforms. They don't care. Mm. Do what you want as long as, you know, you don't mess around with Valve. Yeah. <laughs> but Epic is so weird. They lock you into contract. You can tell Epic are trying to fight oh, yeah. to become like that next, the next big platform, which yeah. is why they're doing the, the year contracts and exclusives and that stuff. Yeah. But because they're, is, they're the forcing is, people to yeah. use their platform. But the Epic Games are shit. Bad. The lo- launcher isn't that bad. It's quite tidy. It looks nice. But. It doesn't have achievements. It doesn't have fr- it has friends list, but it doesn't have like profile pictures. You can't upload a profile picture, and you can't leave reviews. I don't think anyway. No, yeah, do you want to? Do you want to know what's quite funny about the uh, Epic mm. Games launcher? What you can log in with your Steam account. Yeah, I know. I've got my Steam friends on there. Mm. It's annoying. It's- that kind of kills the point of being an exclusive platform. Yeah. That's like Apple allowing you to sign in with your Android phone. It, it, it doesn't make sense. Hmm. Like the friends list at the moment is so. It's what's the it's unfinished basically. It's just a list of people that you got friends on. Like we've that seen, like you got the profile picture and you got whether they're online or what game they're playing or if they're offline you got how long they were offline for i see what you mean so it doesn't really tell you anything no it just tells you their name and if they're offline Mm. and that's it yeah see i i have like i don't see myself using epic games anytime soon Mm. like again like i don't mind waiting for a game like i've done that with many games i didn't get i first played shadow of the tomb raider it's been out two years now and i first played it six months ago Mm. like i i can wait for games i'm not that impatient there are some games that i have made that exception for for example spyro i got on launch day crash team racing i got on launch day pokemon sword i got on launch day there are some games i do make that exception for but with Epic, eventually it comes to Steam, and if it doesn't come to Steam, fuck it, I'll just get it on PlayStation, yeah. where I can probably get a boxed copy of it cheaper. Yeah, I if I to, wait, I swear to God, fucking Assassin's Creed Valhalla better not come to Steam. But I wanted it, I want it on Steam, but I don't because I bought it on Epic Games. Don't. If they do, I have to spend another fifty quid just yeah. to have it in my on the yeah. Assassin's Creed collection. Hang on, I want to prove a point. I want to prove a point quickly. If it will right. come to Steam. No. Right. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Mm. Right. A brand new copy. So bearing in mind, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, from the day we're recording, came out four days ago. It came out on the 10th, I think. Uh, and we're recording on the 14th. 
mm-hmm. um, should be uploading this for the 15th. So yeah. not too long after. So the prices I'm about to give you are as accurate as we can be. Brand new, digital or boxed on consoles is is £59. Digitally for Ubisoft on PC is £49 for some reason. Mm. However... So I'm 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 not I'm going to ignore that PC price because you don't get boxed copies for PC games anymore. But if you were to go to CEX, so webuy.com, uh, which is where I get most of my my modern games these days in boxes because they are one of the, they're some of the cheapest in the market. They are selling Xbox copies of Assassin's Creed Valhalla for fifty two pounds already. Four days after the game released, that is already seven pounds cheaper. Yeah, seven mm. seven pounds cheaper than buying it new, and that's four days. Imagine in six months' time how cheap that would be. Yeah, like think, the thing is, I think the only you. games that hardly go down in price is FIFA and Call of Duty, or anything Nintendo releases. Yeah. All right, here's here's my point. Right, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Okay, mm-hmm. going back to another Assassin's Creed game. I looked that up the other day on PlayStation Store for a brand new. It's fifty four ninety nine for a digital mm-hmm. copy. Brand new. It's a two year old game. I, I have my problems with it, and I'm going to that when we go to what we've been playing this week. Assassin's Creed Odyssey fifty four ninety nine for a brand new digital copy on the PlayStation store. So it would be the similar story on Microsoft as well. And yeah. I don't know how much it is on steam. Uh, yeah. It's 50 quid on steam. Just look 50 quid on steam. Yeah. I, I managed to pay like considerably less than that because I bought it in a style. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's a little bit cheap. It's a little bit cheaper on steam. Uh, it's 49.99 on steam. I got it considerably cheaper when I got it. Cause I got it in, in uh, the big summer sale. So it was like half price. It was brilliant. Um, but on webuy.com and I, I, I need to stress, we are not sponsored. Um, but if anyone really sounds like we are sponsored by Steam, yeah, yeah. Sam was going through Dennis's Curry's PC yeah. job earlier. Yeah, if anyone is uh, listening that works at CEX or, or WeBuy or whatever you call, wherever you call, want to work to sponsor us. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to sponsor us, we are open for it. Anyway, um, so Assassin's Creed Odyssey for a boxed copy on Xbox, twenty pounds compared to the 55 quid that Microsoft and Sony are charging for a digital copy pre-owned. So it comes with its risks of possibly the disc being a little bit scratched and not working properly, but that's 25 pounds cheaper. So that kind of proves my argument why I can wait for games going back to that. Yes, but Mm. you will miss out on all of the spoilers. You will miss out on all of the plot twists. I know, but that's the thing. I'm very good at dodging spoilers. Not not when it comes to The Last of Us 2. No, but that's because Clemens. that's because Clemens is a dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did so well when I re-listened to that podcast where you talked about Last of Us 2 and then we recorded another session which never went up and then you spoiled the main fucking twist. Which it's I'm, not even the main twist. It happens in like 10 minutes of the actual yeah, game. Which is why I'm putting off playing the game so I forget that it happens. So thanks for reminding me about that. I'm now going to put it off even longer. <laughs> anyway, I think we've dwelled on this a bit too long. Um, Just a bit. Gentlemen. Oh, sorry, Karen. Gentlemen, what have we been playing this week? Uh, Clements, I'm going to start with you. Oh, yay, I'm first. Okay. Because <laughs> I think we know what this one is. <laughs> <laughs> I have been playing... A multitude of games because I 
Oh, what have I been playing? I've been like, so the week leading up to this one because it was it was like a dry week. I actually got back into League of Legends. Oh, yeah. Did not see that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like like twisting, no, bringing up the twists. Yeah, so I've got actually back into League of Legends. That's been pretty fun, to be fair. And I've been listening to the music they put out, and oh my god, the music, it's, it is K-pop, mm, but it, it slaps, it is actually a banger. Mm. Oh. Now, I will admit, I have, I have heard a few bits from like the new licensed music they've been releasing recently, mm. and it is really good. I remember, yeah. though, like at the beginning, uh, when they first started doing these kind of things, they got um, an artist I really liked at the time. He's a YouTube cover artist called Pelike. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing you've heard of him. Hmm. Yeah, he um, he takes a load of gaming, TV, and mostly anime these days uh, theme songs and turns them into like heavy metal songs. Yeah, and they're really good. They are. Yeah. He is fantastic oh, they, at what he does, and his voice range is amazing as well. You can go from really deep to really high. It's amazing, yeah. and that's when I first found out that League of Legends were like licensing these songs and mm. doing these with different artists. I found it through him, and I I don't go out of my way to listen to them. But mm. when I do hear them, they're really good. Anyway, I'll let, you, I'll let you carry on. I'll stop talking. Well, they had um, they had, oh, Imagine Dragons do a song a few like yes, six years I ago, that. and that was a banger. And then they've uh, like kind of done a cover of it with a new artist. And I I don't think they've done it, but at the end of it, they have a little spliced up segment of the original. Um, Imagine Dragons one, and oh my god, it absolutely slaps! I oh, mm. no, I, so, remember, yeah. I remember that because that was around the same time as Pelicate's one, the Imagine mm. Dragons one. Yeah. Oh, so I, I, I heard about that, and it, oh my god, it's I, I love Imagine Dragons as it is. Like yeah. I don't, it's another one of those artists. I don't go out of my way to listen to them. Oh no, like I'm not like listening to all their albums, but when I hear one of their songs, I fall in love with it instantly. Mm. Yeah. No, and I've spent way too much money on like League of Legends skins already. Like, it's not funny. And <laughs> yeah, coming from away from League of Legends because I can talk forever about that. <laughs> I've been playing, and this week it's been hectic, hectic with all the game releases. So I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, the new Destiny Two expansion. Uh, beyond that, I've been playing that Godfall. That's supposed to be on PS5 and PC. That's quite fun. I completely forgot about that. To be mm. honest, that release. Um, I've been. I was playing a new Call of Duty today because that released yesterday. And what else have I been playing? Hang on, under my Steam library. Let's See that have... kind of that kind of bolsters my like my hatred for Call of Duty and why yeah. I don't. And how much I don't care for it. I didn't even realise Cold War had come out. And that's the thing. Cold War is mm. on the Battle.net launcher. Yeah. It's on the Battle.net launcher. Mm. And anyone that knows me will know I religiously play World of Warcraft. Do you? Yeah. And I, <laughs> I did not know that Cold War had come out. I'd seen it flashing, but I just assumed because um, I remember seeing something the other week about the beta. So I just assumed it was a beta thing. But no, it actually full on. It's full yeah. on come out. The thing is, I'm not 
really like massively into Call of Duty, but I like the games. I think they're fun Saturday night kind of relaxed kind of content. They're not. Mm. Oh my god, I'm getting really into this. Like you see, like shirts at Primark with Call of Duty and on, and you think, who the hell goes around wearing that? Mm. Like, come on. Oh, but they're so, so yeah. derivative. They're so derivative. No. Yeah, they are, but so Anything. is every other game. It's just they're not. I mean, if you fun. look at, if you go back to the old days of, you know, I don't want to appear old or anything, but Perfect Dark and Goldeneye, they are special. They created this thing. Then you've got all these games that just keep doing the same bloody thing week after week and earning millions for it. it really I, I will give Call of Duty its dues, though. Visually, it yeah. is stunning. Oh, every yeah. single game is stunning. Mm visually no matter what generation it's on even the old ps2 ones were visually were pushing the console mm. so like i've got i've got to give activision and the developer that handles each one because oh, yeah. i know it's different every time i, I, think I have it, to give them their dues on that one because they are yeah. they make some beautiful looking games but mm. everything else about it for me is just yeah. a car crash it's the same thing every single time i tried i think it was like for me it was ghosts onwards that's yeah. when I stopped caring. Like yeah. I played, I played Modern Warfare three, and I really mm. liked it. I played Black Ops two and really liked it. Yeah, I uh, wasn't a big fan of Black Ops three. I played an hour of Ghosts and hated it. Tried again with Advanced Warfare. Liked mm. that they tried to do something different. Ended up hating it. Mm. Um, and then from there, I just. Yeah, I, I I agree with you, and I think the lowest point they've actually got is Black Ops Four, and then Modern Warfare, like the reboot for this the Warfare series, came out last year, and I think that kind of set it back up into this is a game that's really going to be really popular. And but then it's, Warzone it's a remaster, though. It's a remaster. There it's was not. Gonna... It's, a, it's a reboot. It was a reboot. Yeah. Oh shit! I thought it was a so reboot. What you mean? Oh. There's a story to these things. Yeah, there's actually a story. Like a there uh, is actually a story. There's a campaign. Yeah, that runs so, through it though. I mean, this runs through all the games. Yeah. See, now they've re- now that I know it's a reboot, that solidifies the fact that Activision are desperately trying to make mod- uh, Call of Duty last as long as possible. Mm-hmm. They really are desperately, but and with credit, Warzone as well. Yeah. Oh, sorry, carry on, carry on. But with Warzone as well, the game has got increasingly popular like to the point that i've not seen it this popular since modern warfare 2 but it in, also takes up 90 of your hard drive yeah that is true as well wasn't there a call of duty in space at one point that was that was infinite warfare that was infinite warfare and to an extent advanced warfare they started toying around with that idea mm-hmm. but you said i heard it was wasn't it critically like slammed yeah, yeah it was but Most... isn't that just an example of a series trying to do something different and Everyone goes, ooh, this isn't the same as last time. See, that's the thing. That's the thing. That's, that's, I think that's where my problem with Call of Duty lies. They tried getting futuristic, and mm. every single future-based game has been critically panned. Every I single don't know. Game. I think Black Ops 3 and Advanced Warfare, I think Black Ops 3 more so was critically acclaimed. I think that everyone was, likes that. That's because it was the people that handled Black Ops 1 and Black Ops 2. They knew what they mm. were doing. But they didn't stray too far from the Black Ops formula. Mm. They tried to keep it as, from what I've heard, I haven't played it. Um, 
but they tried to keep it as true to the formula as possible. Whereas you have stuff like Advanced Warfare, Infinite Warfare, and you know all the other ones that tried doing something different and it didn't yeah. work, which is why they've gone back to Modern Warfare. They've gone back to the Cold War, which actually is an interesting concept. And I might, I might break my rule and check Cold War out because hmm. it looks like going back to a topic and a, a mm. era in our history that like tense and like significant is, yeah. you know, it's that, that kind of, sh- that kind of shit appeals to me, um, which is why I love Assassin's Creed. <laughs> so, yeah. And then going away from Call of Duty for a set and playing, I've also been playing one more game as well. And I think, you know, it's coming. Does it I begin everyone with B and ends with Bioshock? Oh, it does. Yeah. I have gotten better. Because we're in lockdown, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick up Bioshock again. And, yeah. Do you ever I put Bioshock it. down? I was going to say, yeah. I, swear every, I swear every episode we yes. did, you at some point say you've started playing Bioshock again. Because like, how far into you get, and then you reset? Like, <laughs> I think I've completed the game, like, five, seven times now. <laughs> See, well, yeah, only... on the opposite, I've got through, like, I've got halfway through, like, the first one. That's <laughs> we are, like, the only podcast series in history with a story arc. <laughs> Sam, Sam's a bit you mean a story, you mean a story after resets every episode <laughs> <laughs> is there going to be an arc where you get me intervent and give me an intervention you need help no one yeah, that pays five dollars this much see we have to get to like episode seven or eight before we start doing interventions like towards the like the, in like the the ending of act two the beginning of act three <laughs> yeah oh yeah, uh, Bond. What have you been playing this week? I mean, I think I think anyone that's following you on Twitch will kind of know what you've been playing this week. Well, I have played all of the Sonic games lately, but I don't really want to talk about that. Um, oh, I'll tell you why. Because I mean, I've, that would have I've, been a perfect plug for your Twitch. There, I mean, I, I, you know, go and check me out. No more heroes, not yet. But the thing is, I talk about Sonic pretty much all day long. This is why I come to talk about something else. So. <laughs> a little bit different oh trust me later on i will make you talk about sonic <laughs> I, i'm happy to talk about sonic but the podcast i think, will be you, know, I hours think long. you know what argument i'm gonna start oh for fuck's sake don't go <laughs> on about adventure 2 oh i will <laughs> oh you've got to do a 12 hour stream of sonic 06 very very soon <laughs> clements is- by the way we're going to his twitch and hoarding points just to let you know okay. anyway um so yeah i want to talk about i only just now i'm gonna get lynched for this there's a, a group waiting for me outside. But last night, I started playing, or no, the night before, I started playing Marvel Spider-Man. And it's the first time I've ever touched it. Because I, I, I bought it when it came out, I think pretty much launch day. And then I just sort of went, hmm, I'll put it on the before you ca- Before you carry on, just be careful what you say about this game, because I know where you live. Okay. Yeah. If you say anything bad, or tomorrow's Morales looks like really good as well. With like... The- have you seen the um, style they've taken from Spider-Verse? I think there's a suit from Spider-Verse, and it's like less frames they use for it as well. Uh, yeah, I did see that. That looks really that cool. so cool. But anyway, I started playing it, and, uh, well, unfortunately, I thought it was absolute brilliance. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Oh! And, uh, oh. <laughs> and I really like it. <laughs> and the reason that's disappointing is because I really wanted you to get angry. But uh, anyway... 
My blood is cooling off now. It started boiling, <laughs> but now I turned the kettle off and now it's cooling now. <laughs> <laughs> can hear it. Just thought the sound of a whistle coming out of his ears. <laughs> but no, I think it's great. I, I do think it's really well. Like, I, I'll admit, I'm not very good at it. I, you know, I was running into buildings and all sorts of swinging around the city. But the thing is, you run into a building and it's not like hitting a wall in a max speed section. You just climb up. You know, it's, it's so much more in, so much more seamless. I felt like I was Spider-Man running around the city. It's fun beating up enemies. It's fun, like, it's not just mashing the square button like most beat-em-ups. You have to dodge and you have to attack from behind and stuff like that. It's just exciting, you know? It's just really fun. And it's so much better than most of the beat-em-ups I've seen recently that just have this square button as, oh, don't worry, that's enough for players. They'll have that. Kingdom Hearts is the biggest offender in that regard. Mm. I remember um, when you were so hyped for Kingdom Hearts 3 as well. I've, oh, I, you would go on. I was it. so hyped about it. I couldn't stop thinking about it. And now, uh, Melody of Memories has come out. I think yesterday, and I totally forgot it came out. And I was mm. like, I don't really give a shit. <laughs> See, I think the good thing as well with Spider-Man is that it's even though it does something different with its combat and its controls, it's quite easy to remember. Like I remember when I played it. I played it in three days, and uh, like obviously in like four hour sessions, and finished the story. Then I left it for a month, came back and did the first DLC, and it had like I'd never left. It was honestly like I just finished the story, bought the DLC, and started. Oh yeah, it's that perfect balance the combat between complicated and very easy to get into, which I like. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, don't I'm... get me wrong, that was last year. If I go back to it now, I'm not going to remember it. But well, I, I played it for two hours, two nights ago, and I'm thinking about it, and I remember all the controls just in my head now. I know, but so... it's been it's been a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing it's not overly complicated like it's square to punch circle to dodge x to no square to punch yeah that's what i said isn't it mm-hmm. and x to jump yeah that's all you need to know really and then you can throw certain like webs and stuff at enemies but you only need that in certain areas and it always tells you what to do so i like that it's a really nice way of teaching you the controls um if, if i'm honest i don't like the way the guy looks the spider-man that's in the game i think he just looks a little bit PS4. Is that the old one or the new one? Uh, the old one. I, I prefer the old one to the new one. Yeah, he just looks a bit PS3 to me, though. You know, like old character model hasn't. Do you know what I mean by that? Are you, more, are you, play, are you playing it on older. a standard PS4 or a PS4 Pro? No, a standard. He looks like yeah. he's actually 25, which he actually is in the game. His new model looks like he's he's half a teenager mixed with Tom Holland, which is yeah. I did see that. I thought it looked kind of weird. It looked like Tom Holland point oh, if you know what mm. I mean. More like more Andrew Garfield for me. He looked more like Andrew Garfield Spider Man. Well, nobody wants mm. that. Yeah. Well, no. Visually, I think Andrew Garfield Spider Man visually was good. Uh, I oh yeah, don't, he's hot. No, don't really like the films. No, I don't um, like Spider Man at all. It's crap. Yeah. But, um, but going 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 on the visuals of Spider Man, I think it was. If I remember correctly, I remember seeing. In an interview somewhere, um, and I could be wrong, um, so don't quote me on this, saying that it was developed more so for the pro rather than the standard ones. Yeah, I remember reading that somewhere. Like, it's one of those games where there is a significant difference between the PS4 Pro version and the Mm. version you get on the standard PS4. Miles apart. Absolutely miles apart. Um, Is that a punt? (laughs) <laughs> yeah i didn't yeah didn't didn't think about that you bastard um but yeah it's it's one of those games and i did i did notice a few texture discrepancies here and there when i played um but 
I when I play games, I'm very critical, very critical. I notice the littlest things. Like no, I was, there, was, uh, there was something in World of Warcraft that was a little bit off, and I was just like, ah. <laughs> I was just being blown away by the uh, the fact that it was managing to render this much stuff, and I had to put my headphones on because my um oh my PS4 was having a heart attack trying to render all of these buildings, mm. but it was amazing, and the game was keeping up with it. Yeah, oh yeah, it really does. It really does push the system to its limits. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I don't know. God, I really don't know. Like how much Mars Morales is going to bully the PS5 if that's how much the original one did to the PS4, the standard PS4. Yeah. Mind you, though, I did. If it was developed for the pro, that's probably why. Yeah, probably. I mean, I should yeah. I should have got a pro, but with the PS5, there's no mm. point now. Getting I still haven't upgraded to a pro. So I've upgraded to a 4K TV, but I have not upgraded to the PS4 Pro because I just don't see the value in it right now. Mm. Yeah, well, that's, that's the thing because my granddad's got a PS... Uh, no, not a PS4 Pro. He's got a um, 4K TV, and I can't see the difference, if I'm honest with you. Mm. That's why I haven't got one. Yeah, I think it'll, it'll be more of a significant difference on the next-gen consoles, like yeah. when you've gone from 1080 to 4K on a completely different generation on a system designed for 4K. Yeah, like, because I spend, my days, I spend my days working through the Game Co- GameCube catalogue, it's not really worth me getting a 4K telly because you can't play them in 4K anyway. So, Well, I've, I, I've got... Um, well, it's you, you won't be playing them in 4K. Your Most TVs will scale. Like, my... Um, my TV on PS2 scales down to um, 576 by f- whatever it is. The the resolution for 4 by 3 480, is that right? Yeah, that one. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Scales, it scales down. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it, it looks big and silly. Does it um, look ugly? No, it, really, it depends how you do it. Um, I personally recommend you go through uh, compo- uh, Composite, I think it is, the one with the 5 rather than five, the 3. Yeah. Yeah, I, I personally recommend you go through composite, um, composite to HDMI through that one because that looks better. Yeah, um, but component works just as well. But or the you've thing, got like... the um, you've got the the proper Ray line kit things that are stupidly expensive. But this is the thing though. Whenever I want to record um, like a sixth or seventh generation, no, sorry, fifth or sixth generation game like the GameCube or the PS1, I always use an emulator because when you try and record from composite or component, it looks like someone's fogged up your screen and it's ugly. And I can't possibly play, let alone ask someone to watch it. Hmm. You are clearly doing it wrong. Um, <laughs> and you get a fucking delay. Yeah. Yeah, that, well, that's where it depends um, what, what capture card you have. The Elgato Game Capture HD, the standard one that I have does that. But if you go to like the HD60 or the HD60S, it's instant. Yeah, no, but even when you like watch it on your TV when it's come out the other side, it's still got a two second delay on it. Then you are obviously doing something wrong. Because the thing <laughs> is, connect to connect my GameCube up to my capture card, I had to take composite cables to an adapter, take a HDMI from that to the capture card, and then go back to the telly. So it's a massive. It's going so far, um, it can't possibly get the signal there quick enough. Mm. So yeah, in the end, I was just like, oh, I'll just might be a game. might be a system problem then, because I was doing it on the PS2, the exact same, like uh, composite to HDMI, HDMI to capture card, capture card to PC and display, yeah. and it was working fine. Now the two second delay for me came from the capture card into the into my PC. Yeah, I did want to talk about classic consoles with you guys a little bit later, but um, because I was just thinking about it the other day, you know, there's a lot of value 
in a, a classic games console these mm. days, especially with new consoles coming out and the fact that they're getting old and you want to preserve them. Yeah. And a lot of people are spending a lot of money on these things. I could talk for hours about retro consoles, but I think that might be something we might leave for next week. Yeah. Um, is but there I- anything else you've been playing this week? Um, Sonic? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you talk about me playing Bioshock all the time, but you constantly like talk about Sonic. Yeah, but I like, different. I hasn't had a good game in forever. I don't understand how you can keep talking about him. Well, because in all the, Sonic, the last the last good one was Generations, and even then, I'm not too big on that. I'm so. not. I mean, counting, I'm not counting Mania. Good, I'm not but, counting Mania in that because that's a two D title. I'm talking about three D titles here. Yeah, I'm sorry. Cool. I should I should have clarified that. <laughs> but no, even the two D titles like Sonic Four, ugh, such a boring game though. Mm. Uh, right, I'm going to start complaining then. All right. Oh, okay. So, this week, aside... So, the obvious things for me to talk about here would be World of Warcraft, uh, because the pre-patch event for Shadowlands finally released. And, oh, yes, I've been playing that as well. That's really fun. And I don't like it. No? Oh, I don't like... For li- fuck's sake, you've been talking about this for months. <laughs> no, right, I just think there's not enough in the pre-patch yet. There is a, there is more content coming out next week. I will form an opinion next week when the second week of content's out. But the thing is, like, the only thing that's worth it for me is uh, Nathanos, killing Nathanos and getting the 115 weapon. That is the only thing worthwhile for me doing right now. I don't like the introduction quest for the pre-patch, having to fly all around the alliance territories mm. that's just long and boring and laborious and then having to make your way to ice crowns so that's porting to dalaran flying all the way down and then running backwards and forwards and some of the dailies fuck some of the dailies it's the there's one where you have to get um like mushroom spores or something and because everyone's doing it and it's one of those things where if someone picks it up it disappears for everyone so, and everyone's there because it's pre-patch. Every single person is there. Hang on. If but you pick up the item, everyone... Way, Sam. We have eight days till the actual expansion comes out. I know. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, because obviously the pre-patch is not a representation of the final expansion. Um, but I just think for a, an event that was built up so much, week one is incredibly disappointing. But next week we get the zombies. So it's, yeah, it, it could turn itself around. It's just for me, because with the BFA pre-patch, you went straight in with the Teldrassil event. And that was exciting. The, the, like, the whole burning of Teldrassil, that was exciting and really good. And then like with Shadowlands, it's just, oh, Go go kill Nathanos, who will go to the Shadowlands, so won't really die. Um, then go to Ice Crown and go grind some dailies that give you very like lackluster gear. And bearing in mind, if you are like me and like your your main three characters that you play are all like geared for heroic Nylotha, which was the last raid, all of that gear you're getting is shit. It's not worth it. It's worth it for the alts that haven't got the gear and that need the gear, but you, that's, that gear's going to get replaced really quickly in the expansion. I don't know. It's just for me, week one has been incredibly disappointing. Um, mm. And this is like 
I, 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 as I have said many times, I love World of Warcraft. I will defend it with my life. And I understand that Blizzard have not had the best year. Like, starting off with the Hong Kong, prop, uh, Hong Kong incident. Oh, yeah. And oh, then coronavirus. And then, like, they've just had their European support team pretty much just cut. Mm. It, it's, it's not been a good year for Blizzard and the delay as well. Yeah. But I also understand that it is a two-week event and it's designed that way to show progression. I just think it hasn't captivated me yet. Mm. Like I, I log on, I do my dailies on one character and I've got no urge to do them on the others. Like mm. I've got seven other characters that need to go through this and I just don't want to do it. Quick, um, quick question that I want to ask you before we move on to, I think I know what you want to talk about next. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you think they're going to do with classic? Cause I, I, kind of- want them to bring Burning Crusade in, and then I kind of want them to bring Wrath of, Wrath of the Witch King, which is the best expansion. Yeah, so I don't know. I really don't know um, what the plan for that could look like. I I mean, there's two, there's three ways it could go with Classic. They could yeah. either keep classic as it is and not change it and just keep releasing everything and then just let it do its thing. But then it's going to dry out and die eventually. Mm. Um, Cause obviously if they're keeping it classic, they can't add new stuff. They, oh yeah. They can't do that. They can either release the expansions as part of classic. So burning crusade and Wrath of the Lich King, which I want, I kind of want them to do, mm. or they can have more servers so release another version of the game, which includes the Burning Crusade and Wrath of the Lich King, like respectively, as they get released, mm. and then still have the ones that want the one to sixty experience. Yeah, I mean, I kind of want them to do the Burning Crusade and Wrath of the Lich King because my opinions on the Burning Crusade recently have changed. Yeah, I anyone that knows me and has listened to me talk about WoW or on my live streams, Twitch.tv before it has um, will know that I, I, I hate Burning Crusade. I cannot stand it. And I think it definitely, it's a, but I see it as a product of its time. It was Blizzard's first expansion. It was learning steps for them. Mm. But with the advent of Chromie time and yeah. time walking leveling recently, I have been bringing one of my new tunes through hellfire peninsula mm. and the thing is with me i've always done burning Cru- because i didn't because i always my hatred for the burning crusade stems from when i was very young I, d- I didn't find it interesting and i didn't care about the law back then so i rushed for it so i ended up not liking it and that's how i would do it i would always rush through like 58 to 70 i would no 58 to 68 i would just rush through and get to wrath the lich king as soon as possible because i i I love the leveling in Wrath of the Lich King. Wrath of the Lich King, what a, what an expansion. Yeah, but I would always yeah. rush through Burning Crusade content to get to that. Mm. So I ended up not liking it. But I, I bit the bullet because I realized last week that's what I did for Burning Crusade. I have no ex- I have no excuse now. I will sit down and play it. And I've been playing through it. I've been reading the quest text for the Burning yeah. Crusade. And 
I really like it. Mm. I, I don't think it's the best. I no. really don't think it's the best, but I don't, I do realize that my, my distaste towards it was very unfounded mm. and was very like, mm, very, 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 very when they're younger. Like, yeah. I can't, I can't think of an example of, I can't remember an example, but I remember not liking someone when I was younger and I'm recently getting, getting into it and going, well, my tastes have changed. Your tastes change. Yeah, exactly. But we can all but, definitely agree that Wrath is the best and it is with peak World of Warcraft. Yeah, but I think for yeah. me, I've, I've overdone it with what with Wrath of the Lich King. I've overdone it. I'm yeah. getting a little bit bored with the questing content there because I would always push through it and like mm. to get to it and constantly do it. And every during the BFA way of leveling where you picked your expansion, so between 60 to 80, you did Burning Crusade or Wrath of the Lich King. I always did Wrath of the Lich King, and I just got so bored of it. Yeah. But I, I was too stubborn to do Burning Crusade at the time, so I pushed myself through it. And don't get me wrong, I like it. I think it's a really good story, and I would happily play it, but yeah, I need a break from it. <laughs> Didn't Wrath turn like 11 yesterday as well? Uh, yes, it did. It turned eleven oh. years old yesterday. We're getting oh. old. Yeah. Uh, no, it no, it was. Oh yeah, no, possibly no, eleven no, or twelve. It was eleven or twelve. Um, but anyway, uh, moving on to what I want to talk about here, which was the because I didn't intend on talking about World of Warcraft until halfway through this recording. I was like, oh yeah, shit, that came out this week. Um, so mostly this week, I have been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I have tried many times to finish the main story, so the family storyline mm-hmm. of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And this week, I finally finished it, mm. and I thought it was good. Yeah. Now, I, I found out I ended up getting the worst ending. Mm. Uh, kind of. I kind of, like, I didn't get the worst, worst ending where everyone's dead. Um, but I'm... I did. Um, before I go any further, Clements, you finished it, haven't you? No. Oh shit! I'm I, I don't care about spoilers, <laughs> but it's fine. No, go on, no, spoil no. him. Get revenge. Right. Bond, are you, Bond, are you okay with this? Yeah, go on. I've got like eighteen right. games to get there. Yeah. Right. So, I got the ending where both Mirini and Alexios are killed. <gasps> mm. I don't know. But that. earlier on in the story. I didn't kill Nikolaus or Stentor. I didn't kill them. So it's only, so at the end, there's a little scene um, where you've got like a dinner party with your family. Yeah. Uh, you can either have Marini, Nikolaus or Stentor and Alexia. So everyone, or some of those characters come out depending on the choices you've made. The worst, worst ending is it's just Cassandra or Alexius, depending on who you pick on their own. I didn't get that one, but I ended up with both Marini and Alexios dead. So it was just Nikolaus and Stentor, which is the second worst ending or the third worst ending. It's one of, it's one of the bad endings. Yeah. Uh, and I thought, I thought I was going to get the good ending. I really did because I had been in my playthrough this time. I had been so nice to Alexios or Demos. I had been so nice to him and tried to save him constantly, but it turns out I, so I'd picked up my save file from my first playthrough. So I'd carried on. So I didn't have to go through all that again. I had actually been quite a dick to him. At first. 
which ended up when you make the choice at the end of trying to save him or kill him. I went to go and save him, and he ended up just fucking stabbing her. To be uh, honest, I never really cared for Alexius. I think he's a badly written character. It it was so clear that they focused so much on Cassandra. Yeah, and I think they should have had him. I had her as this, the sole protagonist. It's a similar story with Syndicate, though. You can tell they put so much effort into Evie. Like, mm. Jacob's a really good character, but they put they, it's clear they put a little bit more effort into Evie. Yeah. Um, but finishing that story, I do not get why it was given the Assassin's Creed title. Mm. There has been nothing so far except for the Atlantis story where it briefly touches into the precursors. There has been nothing that gives it to me that it's an Assassin's Creed game aside from the present day story and the Atlantis, everything else like like the cult of cosmos, it, like to me seems like an early evolution of the Templar order, but I really don't see why it was given the Assassin's Creed title. Like, if you take away the Atlantis story or the precursors from the Atlantis story and the present day story, that's still a really big game and a really respectable RPG in its own right. Oh, yeah. But they, it was clear Ubisoft wanted to sell as much as they could, so they put it in the Assassin's Creed engine, gave mm. it the Assassin's Creed name, and sprinkled some Assassin's Creed things, tiny little Assassin's Creed things in there. And then after speaking with our friend Ryan, who we went to uni with, because um, mm-hmm. he's, he's put a lot of hours into the game and but hasn't finished it, he was saying that they ended up um, doing an Assassin's Creed-style story with a hidden blade in the DLC, Legacy of the First Blade. Mm. Um, I haven't played that yet. I intend on playing it because I want to see it. But this kind of leads me on to one of our main discussion points. A nice little segue. Oh. So he also gave me another example of this because I mentioned to him that I was going to be mentioning this next time we did a podcast. Um, There are lots of games these days that release their games at Mm. full price, at full AAA price, which recently has gone up to £60, um, which happened very quickly and silently, and I didn't realise. But... A lot of games these days are releasing the games at full price, mm-hmm. but they aren't finishing their stories. Instead, yeah. later on down the road, they're releasing DLC, which wraps up the storylines. Mm. Um, Assassin's Creed, obviously, Assassin's Creed, obviously, has kind of done this um, with the legacy of the first blade, which justifies why it was called an Assassin's Creed game. Uh, it doesn't fully fall into the trap of finishing the story. Like it's like the base game finished, wraps up all its stories as far as I'm aware. The funny thing is, sorry for interrupting, but the funny thing is talking about, <laughs> talking about how the first instance of Odyssey's assassin, being Assassin's Creed game comes in DLC, literally 10 minutes into Valhalla, the assassins actually come in. Yeah. That's the thing though. Like I think, I think Ubisoft learned their lesson with that one. Which is mm. why they pushed it forward, like around so around the Viking era. So uh, that was the nine hundreds, wasn't it? 
Yes. What year? Was, what year is Valhalla set? Anglo-Saxons, wasn't it? Um, Anglo-Saxons, yeah. So it yeah. was before. It was before Altair, before Ezio, but after Bayek. Yeah. So it it kind of was in that sweet spot in the middle. So it was the assassins as we knew them hmm. in Assassin's Creed One, kind yeah. of from my understanding, but not as we knew them in Origins as the Hidden Ones, which then eventually evolved into the Assassin Order. Uh, but go, going back to the DLC conversation... So, um, it, sorry, the year is actually AD 873. Eight, yeah, so before Altair, which was mm. uh, 11... It was the 1100s, um, yeah. roughly, and then Ezio was the 1400s, and then it just went forward from there, and then it went back. Um, but going back to the DLC conversation... Um, Ryan mentioned that Crusader Kings does this. Mm. Um, Telltale do this. Yeah. Uh, sorry, did this. They don't exist anymore. Um, I can't remember who made the games, but the people that made Life is Strange are... Uh, admittedly, it's a really good game, but I really don't see the point of paying for separate chapters. Mm. Um, for Bearing in mind chapters that aren't that long. Yeah. Like you can finish like one chapter of Life is Strange in two to three hours. Yeah. Um yeah, there there are a lot of games that do this. I, like, I think I have a reason and I will tell you after, so I'll let you finish. Yeah. But and that's the thing, like Ubisoft never used to do this. Mm. It's going back to Assassin's Creed. Uh could you tell I really like the series? No. Um no, so, you haven't mentioned it yet. The only DLCs for Assassin's Creed games I've played are Assassin's Creed Unity because they gave that for free because of how shit the first game, because of how shit Unity was. They just gave Dead Kings for free. And that was a separate story on its own. It was set after the events of Unity and it was its own little bubble. Mm. Then Syndicate did the same thing with the Jack the Ripper and the other DLC. It did yeah. it in its own separate bubble after the story. Whereas Origins Origins fell into this trap a little bit uh, with its whole expansion, uh, sorry, its own DLC called The Hidden Ones, which carried on the story of what happened after he founded The Hidden Ones. Mm. Like The Hidden One, the, the founding of The Hidden Ones is the ending of Origins. Mm. It is the ending, which is the biggest slap in the face of the Assassin's Creed name. Don't get me wrong. like I can see it as an Assassin's Creed game. The Magi in themselves, like the Hidden Ones evolved from the Magi. Mm. So I can see Magi. why they called it Sorry, Assassin's Creed Origins. I love Egypt, so it's pronounced Magi. Oh, whatever. Um, but it's an evolution <laughs> of that. But Odyssey then falls into this trap even further of being nothing to do with the assassins mm. whatsoever before Bayek had even formed the hidden ones, like a good few hundred, like a good few hundred years before. And then uses the concept of the assassins with the hidden blade in a DLC that you have to pay more money for on top of an already expansive 60 pounds game. So I was just wondering if you had any thoughts about that, gents, about, like, do you think that game companies 
have the right to do this? Like they're, they're justified in doing it? Or do you think that it's an unnecessary expense and it should be in the game you're paying for? Bearing in mind, games are getting more expensive year on year. Um, I'm, I'll, I'll go first because that kind of goes into my segment. I, I think it is because games are getting more expensive. And I was thinking about this the other day because like, you see so many people on like YouTube comments and Twitter and Instagram and every little thing of why are they cutting DLCs up? Why are they um, cutting contents out of the actual game and put them into DLCs? Why are they doing live service? And it and it's like and they say why can't we go back to what it was like years ago? And you've got to also remember that games are getting so expensive to make now, and it like. I kind of have a soft spot for Ubisoft. Like, I don't agree with what they do as a company. But because when I was younger, I was a huge fan of Prince of Persia. So I have kind of a soft spot. And I was thinking, why don't they just make games like Prince of Persia anymore? Because it's... It, and you think, because it's not viable. And I think that's why they're doing a remake or remaster of the original one, just to see if it is viable for them. Because mm. you still get comments going... Oh, can we, and bring back Prince of Persia, bring back Prince of Persia. And it's all well and good making a new Prince of Persia game, but it's depending on if it sells well. I mean, look oh, yeah, at definitely. Crash 4. I think Crash 4 was actually, like, one of the... Lo- it didn't make as much, money, as much money as, like, the Crash remake. Yeah. So I think, but it was almost like the reignited trilogy in Nitro Field, where them dipping the dipping their toes in the water yeah. to see if there, there is still that interest yeah. in the series. Like there was a, there was the same amount of interest in Spyro, so I reckon we're going to see a new Spyro title soon. Yeah, so I'm afraid I think, we see a new Spyro yeah. title soon. So if the Prince of Persia remake is successful, which I'm hoping it will be, I think Ubisoft will consider making another another game in the series. But going back to the whole DLC thing, mm. like you're paying, so you Assassin's Creed Valhalla, let's say 60 quid for that price, you'd expect the main stories to be yeah. concluded with yeah. it. And, and, and yet Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like mm. there is a whole, like I noticed this is a whole DLC based on Atlantis. And I'm like, but Atlantis is one of the main points of the base game. So you're telling me that that story, like Mm. just from seeing that DLC proves to me, the Atlantis story is not worth finishing because Mm. it's not going to conclude in the, however much I paid to play the base game. You'd expect a game to be finished and to have its stories concluded like it used to be. I understand splitting DLCs up. If it's a big story, I understand that one. Yeah, uh, and I don't, again, I don't like when yeah. companies take something out of the main game and make mm-hmm. it as DLC because it it was clear it could be part of the base game. Oh, if, yeah. it was, if it was intended to be part of the base game, it was obviously part of the base game, yeah. and you should not put that behind a paywall. That's like saying, "Oh, like Star Wars, right? Mm. Let's take a film because films." Films do this, but they get away with it because that's that's the that's the culture of them. Like you go into a game, like you go into you go into Star Wars Episode Seven, and you knew there was going to be two more films after this. Mm. You knew it, and willing to pay for them. 
admittedly you came out of them going, why the fuck did I pay for them? Um, (laughs) But I've kind of lost my point here. No, having said that, going back to your point about, you know, not expanding the story with DLC, uh, I, I would like to take that point a bit further and say, just stop releasing games in such shoddy conditions and then updating them later. It's ridiculous because yeah, I agree with that as well. Such bad condition that it deleted people's save files, mine included, and you know I was very upset about by that. Oh really? We didn't know that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) still hurts. But um, it's like you can't just release something for sixty quid and go, oh, we'll fix all that later. No, Mm. stop. And this is the point I want to make: stop giving us release dates. We don't need release dates. Release it when it's ready. On the contrary, yes, I agree with the release date thing. But on the contrary, every single developer at the moment that is releasing an announcement that they're having to delay, like Blizzard with Shadowlands or CG Projekt Red with Cyberpunk, are getting absolutely fucking slammed on social media for it. Like so many people are. Holly Bennett, for example, the day that Cyberpunk's recent delay announcement, she had to come off Twitter. Because she was getting death threats. Mm. She yeah, see, this the, is the problem. She's right? the community manager. She doesn't deal with the development, and she was getting death threats. I think. I think. Thing, the main, like, I think one of the main reasons for that as well is because there was a, like an article by Jason Schreier about like how she do Project Web would like incorporate have to incorporate crunch just to get it out this year, which I get. I I, I understand is a bad thing, but also it's completely different the way it's worked in America, because in America you don't get paid for quite over time. But in, I think it's Poland, you do. So mm-hmm. people get paid for it. And they all agreed to, that they want it out this year. But, yeah. No, but this is the thing. It's been too long. We need to scrap release dates. This is what killed Sonic 06. Mm-hmm. This is what killed um, so, well, so many things, you know, because you put a release date mm-hmm. out. And if you if you delayed it behind the scenes and said, oh, at least we haven't released a release date yet, no one would give a damn. But because exactly. you said it's coming out that day, everyone's like, excuse me, I've booked time off for that. Yeah, and rightly so. Rightly, they're exactly. Not, but then, but then for me, like the release date thing, it if a game releases a release date so early into its development, that's a huge red flag for me. Absolutely, mm. or so close to it to its release. Like Fallout seventy six, that literally was announced and came out the following month. Yeah. I was just like, right, okay. So no, you've shown this, us this, in development. No, you've shown us in development footage of Fallout seventy six, which mm-hmm. clearly shows some problems. Yeah. And you want to release that next month? Yeah, but Bethesda were are known to like announce a game and then release it that following year, that same year. Yes, so every time they release a game, something goes majorly wrong. Yeah. They have never had a smooth release. Fallout 4 was the smoothest of their releases, Mm. but it still had problems. Do you think if Skyrim was released this year, like, or now, it would, like, the amount of acclaim it got back then, do you think it would still get the the same? No. It's a product of its time. Mm. Like... It was a marvel when it came out. It was fantastic. And because of that, it still is today. But compared to other games, like, for example, if you look at, say, I don't know, The Witcher, Mm. like The Witcher 3, that came out four years later and was the same size. Yeah. 
it was the same size as Skyrim. So people would now, so let's say Skyrim didn't come out in 2011, like you said, like you theorized, but the Witcher three did come out in 2015, whenever, or whenever it came out, Hmm. you release a game like Skyrim, like swap it around. So release it, say it comes out tomorrow. Yeah. And it's a map that size that, that would be considered small today. Hmm. And I don't think it would have received the critical acclaim it did, but because it was revolutionary for its time and that kind of game was being released on PS3s and Xbox 360s and PCs that weren't that powerful at the time yeah, and was really pushing those three platforms to their limits. That's why it was so good and why it's so fond. And then they've been able to milk it every year. Hmm. Hmm. But even then, Skyrim's another game. It does like, and that's clearly shows that it's a product of its time as well. Its DLCs are their own self-contained stories. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with DLC if it like beefs up a story, not if it's extending a plot and you're putting the cliffhanger just there so you can have paid DLC. Oh, yeah, yeah, later. yeah. Like if it if it was like if it expanded, answered some questions that didn't really that that could have been left unanswered, and you know, expands on it expands on the story i think that's yeah. good but if the ending of that story relies on dlc and the ending of the story is not in your base game that's where my problem lies yeah i mean final fantasy 15 used dlc to give us character backstory and i thought that was quite a good use of it but it also used character backstory to fill in gaps that were intentionally left like open and i just mm. couldn't help but feel like that was just like padding i, I don't know the only plus side to DLC these days is that DLC is cheap. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like five quid a, an episode. Yeah. They're not charging. They're not charging you a full retail cost. Mm-hmm. But we still shouldn't be charged for something that you expect in the main game. Oh, I, agree I would that, happily. Too. I like looking at Odyssey. I would happily have paid an extra five or more just to have something that explained why it had the Assassin's Creed logo slapped on it, aside from the precursors and like the, the Layla story, which is lackluster as the rest of the modern day stories. But um, to quickly go back to the last uh, point, you know, the release date thing, I think it would be better to make your game, have it ready, and then spend two months hyping it up as much as you can. I would have thought that would have been the better way to do it, not no, like Final Fantasy I, VII. I think... I think... Going back to CD Projekt Red and with Cyberpunk, like I think they need the money from like the hype, but, like the pre-orders, like the hype. Like look how much merchandise Cyberpunk has got, and how much money CD Projekt Red are getting. And so I think, in a way, announcing a game can be beneficial because that pre-release hype can give you more money to make the game better it can be but with you, when you've got a game like cyberpunk it's been in development and it's been coming out for so long that i don't really care anymore I've, there's other things i want to play now you know i don't really it was this big thing it was like the big sort of blade runner in game form and i don't really care because now ratchet and clank's coming out and now assassin's creed Valhalla's it's in, coming a, out. It's, it's in a similar vein to kingdom hearts 3 exactly like with how long that was hyped up that was hyped up for years like the second kingdom hearts 2 was finished that's when kingdom hearts 3 started becoming like yeah this is the thing (laughs) uh aside from the other side games they were releasing but it had just been in development and releasing period for so long and was hyped up so much that 
pretty much the unanimous decision when it came out eventually was just the yeah yeah but the thing is though with kingdom hearts 3 is they clearly thought it was a joke uh the fact that it had been in development for so long because they gave us kingdom hearts 3 582 kingdom hearts 3 d and they just thought it was funny i was like it's not funny we're waiting for the game we waiting for 10 years yeah and then it turned out to be nuff. not not yeah and that's another thing if this game is not is anything less than absolutely the best game ever made everyone is going oh, to yeah. kill cd project Red oh Force. yeah I, I i think no matter how well the game comes out i think they'll which is also surprising because i'm surprised it didn't happen with the final fantasy 7 remake because the oh, amount of hype did. that was put behind that people were were slating that game off because the last chapter isn't great and people said that's it's crap and I was like, it's really not. The first 14 chapters are amazing. Yeah, but, yeah, but the last one's awful. I was like, okay, okay, chill out. I mean, they are right. The last chapter is garbage. But the first 14 are amazing. Mm. Uh, right. Is there anything else we want to say on the topic? Oh, I've got loads more to say. <laughs> for, um, I might save some of it for next time. Yeah. Uh, anything else anyone wants to talk about today? I do want to talk about your hatred of Adventure Two at some point, but it might save yeah, that for next we'll, time. we'll save that for next week. I, I want to um I want to announce something to Bond as well. Oh god, yeah, you're, I think you're gonna like it though. Guess what oh, I've god. been binge watching, and it's not it's not supernatural. Hmm, is it Doctor Who? No, Lucifer. Hmm. Yep. Oh yeah, good man. I love Lucifer. I, uh, How did I get that before you? <laughs> I haven't even watched it. it oh, what watch it, Sam. It's so good. Have you seen the most recent series, though? No, I'm on season... Okay. I'm just almost finished season two. Oh, okay. Yeah, season two is uh, the peak for me. I don't know about anyone else, but for me, that's the peak. Anyway, mm. I think we should end that here for this week. Uh, mm-hmm. thank you everybody for putting up with us we're back uh, hopefully we should have Ewan back with us next week uh-huh. uh, assuming he's not working again uh, we should do the next one midweek so he's not working yeah it would it would help uh, but yeah we're going to try and do this weekly again get back into it um, we have slacked off we do apologise uh, it's mostly my fault um, <laughs> but yeah it's, um, it's it's good to be back isn't it yeah <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've, I've missed, missed being insulted on, mm. on air. It's good to actually talk about it with someone. Because at the moment, as we're in lockdown, I can't really go to... Mum, can I talk to you about games for a minute? Yeah, exactly. It's it's just nice to get this off. Anyway, you can check us out on all our socials. Um, Clements, any socials or Twitch or whatever or Instagram you want to promote? Not not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bunch. Yeah. <laughs> that was underwhelming, wasn't it? Okay, um, I don't know. because. Last time, I didn't really have anything, and now I've got everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, go to No More Heroes 98 on Twitch and give me a follow. Thank you. And because for myself, I-, I can be found on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram as the Pandras. Oh, yeah, and I can also be found on his Twitch as well. Yes, so... I'll be there somewhere. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. It's been a pleasure, as always, no matter where you are in the world. Stay safe. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Dr. Daniel.